Hello there. Ashby, you could call me JD. And ahoy, I'm Combo Hunter, also known as Just Hunter. And this is a Hero Story, episode 89. Welcome. Hello. A Hero Story is a podcast where we talk all things comics. That includes comic book movies, comic book animation, comic book video games, comic books themselves. You name it, we probably talk about it. Unfortunately, we're living in a weird time where comics have halted for a little bit. The key uh, to exist. If you listen to last week, we talked about... A little bit how uh, Marvel and DC are not going to be publishing any comics and Diamond will not be distributing any comics for at least the next month, I would say, and uh, because of the COVID-19 outbreak, meaning uh, the basis of our show is kind of gone. So yeah. <laughs> we had to improvise, adapt, and overcome. Uh, last week, we or two weeks ago, we had Scott Collins on for an interview. Amazing last DC week, ar- artist, by the way, for those who don't know. An He's amazing DC artist, artist and, it was, and it was a fun interview, by the way, if you haven't yeah. checked it out. Uh, then we then we had a villains episode last week, week where we talked about our top ten villains, which I had a lot of fun recording. It was nice to kind of just spitball and have a free episode. And yeah, uh, we're gonna be so- do something doing something similar to that this week. Uh, we're gonna be talking about trades, paperback collections, all that kind of stuff. And it's kind of just be a nice, chilled, relaxed episode. And then we're gonna end it with a Q and A, uh, which we asked you guys on the Instagram story a little late, unfortunately, but hopefully yeah. you guys got some good questions in. And, As of uh, what yeah. we're recording, we asked like two minutes ago, so. <laughs> Right now, yeah, we don't have I'm any not, answers. We don't have many questions, but hopefully we will in, I don't know, 40 minutes or so. We'll see how long yeah, this Yeah, we'll see. But, uh, <laughs> but for uh, those who don't yeah, know... Yeah, this episode's going to start with... A little different. This episode's going to start with uh, what we've been reading. So this is kind of like, uh, if you listen to us on Comic Boy, this is podcast, The Big Who, uh, we kind of talked about, uh, you know, just trades that we're reading, anything we're reading, comics, and uh, yeah, it was a nice, chill conversation. So we're going to start with something like that. So shout out to Comic Boy for... Uh, Kind of, uh, you know, showing us, us that idea. <laughs> yeah, show, <laughs> Over this us that time idea. where we had to kind of dig for ideas since we're not reviewing comics. After it's, that, it's, we're going to be going tough. over important characters, but we're more so popular characters that you might want to read. So those characters include Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, Daredevil, Batman, Superman, Flash, so on and so forth. We're just going to be going all, all the popular characters of both Marvel and DC and giving our recommendations of, hey, if you're not into comics, if you're just getting into it, or if you just want a good story... Here's what we recommend to read. And you could get them all in trade as well. We could, if you have any questions, we could just message us and we could kind of answer you and tell you where do you can get these comics in this weird time where pretty much you can only get comics online nowadays. But we still find legal and safe ways for you to read it, whether online or yes. Uh, yes yeah, then after the Q&A. But before that, we have a little bit of an update with a, a hero story. Bit of a... Yes. Yeah. You want to go over we, that? We... Yeah, so we are taking our foot and putting it in the direction of indie comic making. Yep. Uh, this is something that Hunter and I Hunter and I have talked about for a long time. And when I realized, holy crap, Hunter can draw, we can actually make this work. <laughs> uh, it started to happen. Um, we both worked on the Stride comic. I worked on it as an editor and Hunter worked on it as an artist. And, yeah, and for uh, those who don't know, Stride is a, it's an indie comic made by the Instagram account Superhero Fix. He wrote it and we both had an opportunity to help him create it and so far it's gotten thousands of dollars in the making and it's already about to be distributed around mid may end of may but it's a it's a real comic book issue that both of our names are accredited so realized hey we might actually have this <laughs> we might got yeah, this. So, so, so we realized that we could uh make a comic and that's the goal to make comics so uh we started by making an instagram account which you could find at a hero story if you haven't already followed mm-hmm. and uh we plan we only have one post on it right now kind of just uh laying out our goals of what we want to do with comic creation 
but uh, we will probably be posting on it uh, some of the concept art and stuff as we go along. And uh, yeah, it's I think it's going to be a great opportunity for both of us. And I hope that you, the listener, could uh, maybe enjoy our comics. Our first comic that we have planned uh, is looking to be about a nine-page comic, uh, all said and done. And free. And it'll be, a, and it'll be free, mind. yes. <laughs> so anybody can read that. Uh, we're planning to put it on Comixology, uh, just making sure that works out for uh, putting it on there. But yeah, so um, I'm excited for that. I'm excited for it to come out, and I'm excited to learn more about comic making. And Yeah, uh, hopefully yeah. we'll be having our own kind of company in the future. I mean, A Hero Story is a podcast, and it always will be a podcast for you to listen, as you are right now. But we kind of want to be a bit more than that. So although we're the weekly episodes are still going to happen, it always will happen, probably. But we're just going to go beyond <laughs> that. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're turning A Hero Story into kind of its own little company. And we're going to be focusing all about superheroes, and now we're creating our own. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, and if you want to join us on that journey, just follow Hero Story on Instagram, and we'll uh, update you from there. So, uh, yeah, that's our little uh, introduction, and now let's get to uh, what have we been reading. Yeah. So, uh, given all this downtime, I've had quite a bit of time to watch trades and kind of relax a little bit. I've still had quite a bit of schoolwork, but uh, I've been been reading a lot. Um, so I talked about this uh, maybe last week or two weeks ago that I've been uh, been reading Impulse on uh, DC Universe. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's a run that I probably haven't read since like 2015 or so. So it's, it's been a while. There's a lot of things that, you know, I forgot about. Uh, yeah. Little, <laughs> you know, minor things, but, you know, great moments. I've been posting a lot of my uh, favorite moments on Instagram with the hashtag Impulse Reread because it's been a lot of fun to reread. I'm um, about like really like 28 issues in so far. It's 90 issues total, so uh, I still got a while to go. But it's been fun. I've been, you know, re- reading it digitally is kind of weird to me, but it's also yeah, not bad. Like, that. <laughs> I mean, if, if you know me, you know I'm a physical reader, but uh, reading it digitally, honestly, not the worst. I mean, the panels are nice and pretty. Last time I read Impulse, the panels were really 90s, you know, uh, yellow and not the best oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, product. So uh, DC Universe, before scanning them into their system, really uh, HD'd them. So they look much better. Uh, they look much cleaner. So it's been fun to read that. And uh, yeah, Impulse is a run that I've always loved. It's like a very fun comic book run. Uh Basically, all the Bart moments from Young Justice where he's, you know, being the class clown and stuff. It, it's that in a book. And it's written by Mark Wade, uh, at least the early issues. So uh, it, it's been a ton of fun to read. It's, it's a little weird how, um, you know, outdated some things are. Yeah. Uh, like so, like it, so like it came out in 1995. So like in issue three, there's a <laughs> there's a scene where uh, this guy, this guy who wants to beat up Bart calls him a twink and then says that he's going to cream, him, <laughs> oh, <laughs> which yeah. is. It's by like, modern by modern words, probably not the insult you'd go for. No, but, but I can still picture now, like a thug but, but and back one of the in 1995. Like same. I'm gonna cream you would be like a you know I'm gonna beat you up type thing. So uh, it, it's interesting to see how slang has changed uh, over the years. I mean, you can still um, picture like an Arkham Knight thug screaming that out. I'm gonna cream you, Batman. <laughs> it's not. just like 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 I, I kind of think of it as like like nowadays i think it's just a weird term so um it's interesting you know a comic that's that's that old you know 25 years old reading it now is like wow a lot of things have changed based on the way they talk you yeah. know it's supposed to be high schoolers in the 90s so uh it's interesting but uh the, run, the run's been a ton of fun to read the art is very 90s it's by Humber- humberto ramos who 
you might know him for a Spider-Man work, but he did Impulse for the longest time. He okay. loves to draw Impulse with gigantic hair and gigantic feet. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> but, big eyes, too. But, uh, yeah, big eyes. There's a lot of uh, uh, caricature-type features, but it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun to reread, and I can't wait to keep progressing through the run. And It's been fun even just to post some of my favorite moments and kind of share that with people. I've had... Uh, people reach out to me and DM me and uh, comment like, hey, you know, this looks like a really fun run. I want to read it. And, you know, that, that's always been the goal of my account is that, you know, I love Flash comics and I want to share that love for Flash comics. And I want, you know, when somebody says like, oh, I started reading Flash because of you, I'm like, that warms my heart. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's great. Like, Mission I'm glad complete. I can. I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad I could push on the, you know, Flash reading to other people and that people are enjoying it. You know, that that's really cool. So. Uh, Impulse has been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun to reread. And uh, yeah, I'm curious. I'm, you know, can't wait to keep reading. And like I said, there's a lot of things that I just forgot happened. So I'm glad to keep going. And uh, yeah, I'll keep posting on Instagram about it. Okay. One thing that I have been rereading. Well, actually, I don't even remember if I've read this before. I thought I did, like as a kid. But I'm, I'm reading mm-hmm. Nightwing by Chuck Dixon. So yeah, volume my right second now. favorite run of all time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what's your first favorite run? Mark Waid's Flash, of course. Oh yeah. Okay. Dixon's, I should, I should have guessed. Nightwing. It, it's a close second. It's the, when I re- every time I reread it, I'm like, damn, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it is also extremely '90s, like extremely. Oh yeah, <laughs> especially because uh, in the first book, uh, they, they're collected in really nice trades, which I'm sure we'll talk about later. But uh, in the first book. It's uh, Denny O'Neill's four-issue Nightwing mini first, and Nightwing has like his pre-finger stripe suit that's kind of like yellow, yeah. and he has like the he has like the ponytail that goes down to like his hip. <laughs> yeah, he has extremely long hair, and even yeah. then, when he's like when he's not wearing the suit, his like regular street clothes are very 90s like like the parachute pants and the jacket yeah you got like pants that go up to like his belly button and then he's wearing like a a collared polka dot shirt buttoned down to like his chest and he has like the hairiest arms and chest ever yeah along with like the very greasy slick hair it's like okay yeah okay this is this is nightwing all right he even has a bit of stubble here and there but it's just very 90s and some panels it shows his arms just clean shaven but the other it's just like his arms are just so shaded in with hair. It's a little creepy. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, I know I'll get used to it. I know later on in this same book, actually, he gets shorter hair and he gets back to like the finger stripe suit and uh, the blue instead of the yellow. So it does get better. But as of now, it's extremely 90s. The story so far is basically a Nightwing story where he's in Bloodhaven. He's kind of given up the, the idea of being partners with Batman, even though he's already moved past that. He still doesn't necessarily want to work with bruce he wants to do his own thing uh yep. did, alfred even suggests to him at one point if he wants like during a situation that he's in if he wants bruce to help him and nightwing says no I, this is me this is my job this is my city i will take care of it so we've heard the story before but this is kind of one of the first times telling the story so Pro- probably the first uh yeah. i mean you know obviously uh marv wolfman's teen titans kind of covered it of him moving on to the teen titans but seeing him move to a new city bloodhaven and try to make his own there and you know turning down bruce's help and even uh you know at the end of that four issue miniseries by denny o'neill bruce saying that he's proud of him like there's a lot of there's a lot of great like bat mythos that started there yeah exactly and people have kind of retold the story but a bit differently i mean nightwing rebirth i love by the way but one of the first arcs is called better than batman and it is mm-hmm. about the same kind of situation that he's in. So, yeah, it's yeah. cool seeing, like, the origins of this. And it's some parts are narrated by Barbara Gordon, which I like a lot, like, going over his history. There's, like, little yeah. text 
where she's just kind of like typing the story of Dick Grayson, the Robin, the Boy Wonder, and Nightwing, and beyond, and all that. She talks over Nightfall. She talks over uh, the Teen Titans. Just important moments in DC that haven't ha- that I guess have happened up until this moment. And I think this book came out in 1995. I think. Yeah, the the, the uh, four issue miniseries is nineteen ninety five, and then the actual Chuck Dixon Nightwing starts in nineteen ninety six. Okay, yeah. So, oh yeah, even here yeah. it says, uh, yeah, from Nightwing number four, nineteen ninety seven. It's saying. So. Yeah, yeah. Well, the I mean, because I, it's I think that that book collects the first twelve issues of the ninety six series, so it would oh, uh, that runs okay. into nineteen ninety seven. But yeah, makes sense. But yeah, that's that's uh that's a great. Series, I think that the first book is probably the hardest one to get through, only because, like you said, it's extremely nineties. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I think that even like the Denny O'Neill four issue mini is not, it's not bad. It's just not Chuck Dixon. Like it's 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 okay. You know, like I said, I love that end moment with Bruce and Dick, but like the story itself is like very over the top with the, you know, saving the girl and getting chased by ninjas and all that. But yeah, uh, and even then, it's not just like your typical. Oh, hero saves girl, and then runs away. Like hero saves girl, and then he goes and asks her out after, and she's like, "Yeah, for sure." And he's like, "Yeah, goddamn Dick Grayson, you still got it." It's like, yeah, exactly. It's very um, cheesy. <laughs> yeah, know, I'm getting through it. I'm enjoying it. Like I, I respect this kind of style during yeah, these. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I think once you get to book two, you're gonna be like, okay, yeah, this run is pretty awesome. But like I said, book one's like the introduction. It sets the table for okay, this is Bloodhaven, this is Dick, this is a supporting cast. But uh, and, you know, the introduction of Barbara, of course, is great. Um, but, yeah, I think book two, book three, book five is my favorite one of that entire run. But uh, I think you get, as you get to book two and three, you're really going to start uh, enjoying it. Um, and it'll be great for you to, like, really immerse yourself in it for, like, the what feels like the first time, you know, because that was the first comic book run I ever read from start to finish. And then that was in, like, 2014. So when I when I reread it uh in 2019 i was like wow it blew my mind like how great it was like i forgot still how great holds it holds up kind of thing except for the first issue <laughs> but yeah it still yeah. holds up okay yeah i'm looking forward to continuing i'll probably continue when we're done recording here to be honest so yeah yeah it's, it's a ton tonight. of fun and, and and you got book two uh which is good that you could just like you know mm-hmm. read it straight after yeah exactly my uh i'm wanting to buy more trades which we'll get to in a bit but definitely on my list is volume three and so on and so yeah. forth so yeah that's great what else have you been reading anything else yeah, I've been reading. Uh, so I got recommended by a podcast listener, uh, Golden Germbag, which I thank him so much uh, for the recommendation of an indie comic, which is called Once in Future from Boom Studios. Uh, we've talked about on the show before how like we've always wanted to read indie comics. We've just never really branched out. We've always been, you know, DC or Marvel. Yeah. So uh, it, it was now, definitely interesting to branch out. Yeah, since we're kind of becoming indie writers here, it's <laughs> it's good to read these stories and be like one with them in a way oh 100 i think it's you know uh cool to read what's you know what's outside of marvel and dc you can kind of open your parameters of kind of storytelling exactly yeah so, so uh, what's, what's the book about once in future is uh about a group of britain nationalists who uh find the sword excalibur and they want to use its magic to bring king arthur back from the from the dead so that uh he could fulfill the dark prophecy of taking back england um, it's it's really fantasy esque and it's very interesting. Um, I like that. I, it's it's definitely not where I saw the story going. And usually I'm not even a big fantasy guy. So when I read the thing, I'm like, mm, okay, it sounds interesting. I don't know if I'll be into it, but all right, you know, I'll give it a shot. And uh, yeah, I ended up really enjoying it. Um, the art is beautiful. It's by Dan Mora, who you might remember. He did some 
he definitely did covers. I don't remember if he did interiors for Titans early on in Rebirth. I was going to say, um, yeah, the art that you sent me, I do recognize him from covers from Titans. And I think he yeah. did covers for Nightwing 2. Could be wrong about that. Oh, he, but... he, he might have. I don't remember his Nightwing covers, but I definitely remember his Titans covers. He draws a great um, Wally West. Oh, yeah. His, his Wally's very clean. Yeah. Uh, so seeing his art here was really cool. And uh, yeah, he does the interiors in this book. And I mean, it, it's just so good. These pencils really pop. Um, I sent Hunter one of the pages where it's like a very like swirly looking uh, panel layout. And it's just like really interesting the way they do their panels. Mm-hmm. Um, the story itself is very interesting. And um, I, I was reading online that it was originally supposed to be a six issue uh, miniseries, but they decided to uh, extend it to an ongoing because the first issue sold so well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, so I ended up the whole today? thing yesterday. So it's still going on today, then? Uh, yes. Uh, the trade like just came out. Uh, oh, but so, yeah, I believe oh, it's wow, still it's going. New. I didn't realize it was that new. Yeah, okay. yeah. I think it started uh, in 2019, but yeah, the trade like just came out. Um, actually, so the trade was only twelve dollars on Amazon for American mm-hmm. Amazon at least. So I was yeah. like, oh hell yeah, twelve dollars. <laughs> that's a great price for a trade. So I buy it, and then uh, I just checked it yesterday, and it's down to seven dollars. Oh, you must. So up. it's 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 ex- <laughs> well, I'm I'm glad to have read it, and I can mention it on the podcast and recommend it to people now who might be interested based on the description I gave. I'm interested. Um, for seven dollars, definitely worth a shot. If you're on Amazon, go pick it up. Um, I, I think it's it, it's definitely a good read. It's it's a quick read too. Uh, it's six issues, but I felt like you know I was really involved in the story. Where like, you know, sometimes when reading trades, I like to take it kind of one issue at a time. But I just felt myself blowing through the issues, so I'm like, yeah, keep going, keep going. Okay. And uh, yeah, I finished it. So it was a ton of fun to read. And uh, yeah, I'm, I probably won't be picking it up in single issue as it continues, but I will definitely be ready for that second trade when it comes out. This seems like something that's uh, very good to read in trade. So, But if you're interested Perfect. in single issues, too, you could uh, take a look at them. What was it called again? Once in Future. It's by in Future. Uh, Kieran, Kieran, Gillian, uh, Kieran Gillen, and the art is by Dan Mora. Um, it's from Boom Studios. It's very good. And the trade is very nice. It's very, uh, sm- like, the cover is very like, smooth. The pages are nice and glossy. It's, it's a nice pa- uh, book. Okay. And so. for those, yeah, just go pick it up on Amazon, I guess, since it is cheap. And for those in Canada, like myself, it's probably going to be like $90. So let's just hope it goes <laughs> it's, it's down. Crazy, it's crazy crossed. how our Amazons are so different. <laughs> yeah, everyone, fingers crossed. It should be going down soon. Come on. <laughs> yeah, but if you're in America, $7 for a trade is a great deal. Oh, so I highly recommend yeah. grabbing it uh, if you have any interest in it. And yeah, it's nice to branch out from DC and Marvel. This is actually the first trade i've ever owned that's not dc or marvel so really there you go oh wow yeah. okay interesting um yeah. what i have also been reading this week my second one like you did too i'll do too uh marvel knights daredevil guardian devil by kevin smith of all people yeah it is a classic daredevil story for those who don't know daredevil is one of those characters that has really good runs his, since he ever existed really there's never really been yeah. like a bad Daredevil run. Like you could pick up a Daredevil comic, chances are if you know the character, you'll enjoy it. So Kevin Smith, kind of an interesting character to write Daredevil, but he ended up doing a fantastic job in a really weird story. Like it's not yeah. a typical Daredevil story, I'll say that. Uh, it features a lot of different characters outside in, throughout the entire Marvel universe. It's just a 
Marvel characters that will, I mean, Daredevil characters like we all know. So Foggy's in it, Karen Page, Matt, Matt, uh, Murdoch. You get all those characters, but you also get characters outside of just Daredevil. You get Black Widow plays an important role in here. Captain America's mentioned several times. So is Tony Stark, uh, Spider-Man. Doctor Strange plays a huge role in this story, as well as a Spider-Man villain, who I won't say because yeah. it's kind of secretive and more so revealed near the end who this Spider-Man villain is taking on Daredevil. But it's an interesting fight. An interesting conversation beforehand, and it's really cool. It's kind of about uh, this baby appears. This woman comes to uh, Nelson and Murdoch and gives Matt a baby, being like, take care of this child. And he's like, what do you mean, take care of this child? I don't know what to do. Then he's able to be convinced that this child is the devil itself, and it brings bad luck to everyone. So Daredevil kind of goes kind of crazy with this baby, being like, it needs to die, but I don't kill. But killing this baby will save millions, but... I shouldn't do it because after all, at the moment, it's just a child. So Black Widow gets involved trying to take care of it, saying you're just crazy. And then Matt kind of becomes a little crazy. Uh, Mm -hmm. Bullseye has a huge role in making Matt's anger kind of just rise. Bullseye gets hired to basically just mess with Matt and kind of just kill things off that he loves to make him even more angry and angry. So it's this huge Mm -hmm. rage story. Of just Daredevil having so much rage and confusion and not knowing what to do, all because of a single Spider-Man villain taking him on. So I won't say who it is. Yeah. Who it is. For those who read it, will know, but you've read the story, right? Yeah, I haven't read it in years. That's one that I said I, I read it in the library, so i got to pick up the trade for this. Uh, it's been in my Amazon list forever, so that's one that i got to grab one of these days. Okay, it's really interesting, and I, I really love the interactions. There's a scene where uh, Daredevil and Spider-Man, they sit on a rooftop, talking about people they've lost in their life and you see like a kind of faded in the background on a building as daredevil talks how he lost electra in frank miller's run where bullseye stabbed through her and you see that mm-hmm. scene where bullseye like stabs electra just kind of in daredevil's memories just in the background fading and peter saying mm-hmm. he understands because he's been through a similar loss and you see green goblin killing gwen stacy kind of faded in the background so it's really yeah, interesting that, that, that's a great looking panel by the way yeah, yeah, exactly. Of these two characters talking about people that they love, who they've lost mm-hmm. in the past, and how uh, Daredevil starts talking about how, like, why do we do this? Because in the end, because it just hurts those that we love. We end up falling in love with these people, and they end up dying due to our villains. And mm-hmm. Spider-Man just says, "Did you save someone this week? Then think about that." And he swings off, and Daredevil's just like, "Huh, that's why we do it." So yeah, we- I always I always say that the Spider-Man and Daredevil interactions are like great. I think that's when Spider-Man's like pretty much at his best. It is exactly. It's funny when Peter he works best alone. I don't. I prefer him alone rather on a team. But when he's with Daredevil, he he is at his prime. Like that is the yeah. best Spider-Man moments. So yeah, I've been reading Guardian Devil. I finished it and it's fantastic, and I highly recommend it. It takes place a little bit after Frank Miller's run. Uh, for those just wanting just to kind of race through it, you don't need to know anything besides uh major events happening in Frank Miller's run. For example, read Daredevil: Born Again. In that story, you have moments like uh, Kingpin kind of blowing up daredevil's apartment building <laughs> so yeah that's an important moment in this because after all it does take place after so daredevil doesn't exactly have a place to call home since his building blew up but yeah that's basically all you need to know and then after it takes uh, it goes kind of straight into bendis's run after this daredevil yellow com- is the next on the list but that's more of a retelling of the origin story if anything if yeah i'm sure so after this it's uh bendis's daredevil run which is like five years long or something so. Yeah, him and him and Maliva on that book forever. Uh, I think they mm-hmm. have like three omnibuses worth of material that that has come out in trade. Uh, exactly. But yeah, that's uh, 
that's that's great uh, that you read the Kevin Smith one. That makes me want to read it. So I got to pick up that trade sooner Kevin rather than Smith later. Smith is underrated. Uh, <laughs> he, well, I, f- I feel like his Daredevil is underrated. Like I feel like just because it gets, I mean, for me at least, I feel like it's because it gets overshadowed by Bendis's Daredevil because Bendis's Daredevil was so great and it is and it was and, so close to it. Yeah, and even then, it's only twelve issues. Kevin Smith's run, yeah. and it's right in between Miller's and Bendis. So yeah. <laughs> like, I understand why it gets overshadowed, but don't skip out on the story. It's fantastic. If you like the Marvel Universe, yeah. it's so cool. Doctor Strange and Daredevil summon a demon in this. Like, it's so interesting and cool, and it connects so many things. And at the end, Kevin Smith has this huge, like, two-page spread of just a text. It's just text. All it is is Kevin Smith saying, thank you for reading. This was an honor. Daredevil is, like, a huge character in my life. And afterwards, I has, like, the uh, the colorist talking, and then the ar- the artist, and then even Ben Affleck talks about it. Cause, oh yeah, um, yeah. This I mean, they were, they, they were best friends back then. They were best friends back then, and this is also came out around the same time that the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck came out. Yeah. So he put his words saying what he thought of the issue and how he loved it, and how he grew up reading Daredevil, and his first comic book ever was the one where Elektra dies. So it's like, ooh. oh wow, <laughs> yeah. So it's interesting reading these ex superhero actors talk about actual comic books. I think that's why JD and yeah. I love King Henry Cavill so much, just because he talks about comic books. So yeah, and he, and even though Ben doesn't seem like the one who's the most into comics, I remember him talking in an interview, uh, Batman interview, where Kevin Smith, um, when they were young, gave him a copy of The Dark Knight Returns and said, "Like, read this," and like from there he was hooked on Batman. So mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's pretty cool how uh, you know these guys have history with the comics like that. It's, it's cool. Um, yeah, so yeah. yeah, Kevin Kevin Smith, Daredevil, uh, very underrated. That's one that I gotta pick up again soon because that's yep, that's highly recommend I, it. I need to reread. Just look up Daredevil, um, Guardian Devil. That's the title. So yep, yeah, yeah, and it's a there's a there's a trade for it. Um, just lastly, I actually just got this book today. I sent it to our group chat of the uh, Batman Creature of the Night by Kurt Busiek. Uh, I just started it today, like before we started recording, so I'm only on issue two right now. It's a four okay. issue uh, miniseries, but there are oversized is- issues. Um, if you read Superman's Secret Identity by Kurt Busiek, it's essentially that, but for Batman. So if you have never read Superman's Secret Identity, which I've talked about on the podcast uh, probably a hundred times at this point, <laughs> apparently it's become a running joke uh, on the Comic Rebirth uh, comment section. Let me pour but, my uh, shot. <laughs> <laughs> but Superman Re- uh, Superman's Secret Identity, rather, is a story where uh, a boy a boy named Clark Kent uh, lives in a world where Superman comics exist in the golden age of comics. And uh, he ends up getting the powers of Superman and his whole life. He's like being kind of bullied for being named Clark Kent. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, like this, like the superhero. Uh, but he ends up having the powers and it's a different life for him of having to kind of hide his powers. And mm-hmm. he meets a woman named Lois, but it's not Lois Lane. It's uh, a woman named Lois who's Indian. And they end up uh, married and they end up having kids. It's a great story. It's my it's between my favorite and second favorite Superman story of all time. Uh, so when I heard about this one, I was really excited to do a Batman version of it. It's a kid named Bruce Wainwright who wants to be just like Batman because he reads the Batman comic books. And from there, his life begins to change. So as a kid, he's reading Batman comic books. Um, I'm at the point where he's now like 20 or 21 years old. He's in college now. Uh, it's it's interesting so far. The first issue is interesting. Um, I'm excited to see where the story goes. I've heard nothing but good things about this, and I was excited to get it for in trade so I could read it all in one sitting. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting ready to finish it, so I can't wait to uh, keep going. Is he an orphan in it? Uh, he well, I don't want to spoil the story, but uh, he has parents in the first issue. So no, oh, in the first issue. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, to be fair, I've only to be fair, I've only read the first issue. So okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, what's it called? But again? Uh, yeah. 
uh, Batman Creature of the Night. It's it essentially based on the description is essentially the Superman secret identity of Batman. So okay. Perfect. Um, it's in like a oversized hardcover uh, edition and it's four issues, but it's a pretty looking book. Nice. So, yeah, check it out. It, it, it came out recently on Amazon. So, OK, yeah. if, if you're in America and Amazon is convenient for you, if not, you might have to look at <laughs> comic shops when they reopen. But. Yep. Are there any trades you're hunting right now? Uh, there are some trades that I'm hunting. Um, I'm trying to finish out my Batman, uh, nineties era trade loop. So I have, uh, the nightfall collection and I need to still get the, uh, no man's land collection. So that'll finish out like my Chuck Dixon favorite era of Batman. Uh, so there's quite a bit that I need to get there. Cause there's like two prelude trades for, uh, no man's land. And then there's a, uh, probably like four or five for actual no man's land event but that okay, one's yeah. been fun once to kind of just get like a book at a time and kind of read them through uh, mm-hmm. it's my favorite era of the bat family so it's been fun to read um as for like actual hunting like that's difficult to find um i haven't been on the hunt in a while my, my last two big hunts were getting nightwing year one and getting spider-man blue which i both which i got both successfully through ebay vids and auctions uh and that was a struggle for a while yeah no kidding so the, uh, just, what, are you hunting anything right now? I mean, usually when I do, because I'm from a city where there's a lot of comic shops, so I usually go to a few at a time looking for specific books. I have a list, mm-hmm. and I just kind of check them off. I go to a store. I don't even ask. I don't like asking. I like looking. So I'll be like, mm-hmm. hey, yeah, Fantastic Four by uh, Hickman, and I'll look around. If they don't, okay, no, I'll look somewhere else. Do they have Nightwing by Chuck Dixon, Volume 3, so on and so forth. But now all the stores mm-hmm. are closed, so I'm kind of stuck to online. And I find online prices are a lot more expensive because obviously there's more options. I can find the rarer books. So I'm tempted to get the uh, the colored, the Marvel colored series. So it's all in one book. It's Spider-Man Blue, Hulk Gray, and Daredevil Yellow all collected together into a trade. So granted, yeah. it's about like $75. <laughs> so like, I don't know. I don't That's... know if this is worth it. I don't know how much it is for America. But for, I, I, uh, I just looked it up. It's forty four dollars in America for oh that. For those three, like in, of course. A, in a hardcover edition. Of <laughs> course. <laughs> so um, I'm, I'll see if the price goes down for me. But yeah, that, that's what I want so far. That's what I'm hunting. And again, like continuing the Nightwing trades and getting Daredevil Yellow, even if it's just on its own, and then on to Bendis. I'm trying to read every Daredevil comic that's been released, kind of. Oh wow, want, that, that's wanna, an interesting goal. I want to do what you did with Flash, but with daredevil and kind of just work my way up so yeah i've I've read uh i've read every single issue of the flash from 1987 to present and if i had the uh patience to read silver age and golden age then i could say i read every flash issue of all time but not there yet it's so hard to read silver age and golden age yeah it's too too campy so yeah but but yeah the the, uh color books are great uh i'm a big believer in that jeff loeb and tim sale don't put out bad books especially their marvel color books uh Mm -hmm. spider-man blue is probably my favorite Spider-Man story of all time. It's considered uh, one of the best comics of all time by a lot of Yeah, people. it's it, it's a romantic comic book, which is an interesting concept. With Gwen Stacy. Um, yeah, it, it would... Well, and Mary Jane's also in it. Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's basically co- Peter in college, uh, which is, like I think, a pretty great time for Peter. I, I always like the kind of older Spider-Man. I'm not too keen on the teenage Spider-Man. Totally. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. So... <laughs> 
um but but yeah so uh yeah the color books i can't recommend highly enough they're they're great um but but yeah so the hunting is uh interesting i haven't been on the hunt in a long time but i'm sure i'll get back to it at some point when i get back more into uh getting trades all the time <laughs> exactly yeah uh, now I guess we'll go on to our popular character recommendation part of the show. Yeah. Yeah. So we're yeah. going to go over some very popular characters. Some of them we've read a lot of, some of them we've read very little, but we'll give our recommendations or maybe you guys can send us some recommendations. If you do want to send us some recommendations, please message a hero story Instagram. We will be reading all of our messages and likely replying unless you're just yeah. being one rude lad then we won't <laughs> one rude well, dude yeah. yeah exactly uh yeah you could dm us for some of the questions that we might have of like hmm, i never really read this character what do you got uh actually the same person recommended me once in future uh golden germback he recommended uh, a bunch of like a whole list of things that i should read for thor so now i know uh when i'm starting to collect thor where to go where to start so exactly yeah so uh i guess we'll start with uh, some dc characters starting with the most popular dc character probably Batman, what do you recommend for new readers for Batman and just all in all, just a good story for Batman? Okay, so for me, new readers should tackle the trilogy. And by the trilogy, I'm not talking about the Dark Knight trilogy. I'm talking about the Batman first three years trilogy. Batman Year One, Batman The Long Halloween, and Batman Dark Victory. Victory. Those three books are essentially sequels to one another, uh, despite the first one being written by Frank Miller and then the other two being written by Jeff Loeb. They're essentially all three in a row. Um, I think that's a great way to get into the character. It's a great way to understand Batman. I think Batman Year One, even if you don't read the other two, Batman Year One is an essential reading for Batman and it'll help you understand the character. And despite being from 1986, it still holds up today and is still one of the greatest Batman stories of all time. And it's not just uh, his then, origin too. I was actually, yeah. when I first got into comics, I kept hearing Year One was amazing. And I was a edgy teenager and was like, I already know what happens in this Year One. <laughs> I did not know. It's not just like, oh, parents get shot, he avenges criminals forever, and the end. No, it is a full-on story of his struggles of being this one of the first vigilantes ever, and the police not knowing what to think of this. And yes, father, I shall become a bat. There's a lot of iconic moments in it. The art is amazing. David Mazzucchelli, uh, who also worked on Daredevil Born Again. Uh, he's just an amazing artist. And yeah, that, that's like an essential. Like if you're going to start reading Batman, Batman Year One is the place to start. But I also believe Long Halloween and Dark Victory are right there with that because uh, they follow some of the same characters from Batman Year One. And you get to learn more about Batman on a unsolvable case. So it's uh, really interesting, really interesting, interesting stuff. And a uh, comic that keeps you guessing like uh, to this day, I still like feel like it gets me. So, yeah, yeah, me too. I recently reread Mock Halloween, too, and it still holds up. It's still really good. For those of you who... If, if you're looking for more modern stuff, yeah, I would I say the say new two is easy to go. Court of Owls is a good place to start. Literally just want to say that. Yeah, no, I agree. So if you do want a bit more modern, you want a bit more modern art, maybe a bit more sleeker, uh, go to the Batman Court of Owls. It is really good still. I feel like it gets not, a much, not as much credit as it deserves just because of Scott Snyder, who is a bit of a event writer nowadays. But back then... In 2011, he made The Court of Owls, which is a great jumping on point for Batman fans. You just kind of got to know the Bat family, and that's about it. It's really interesting. It's a cool mystery. It introduces a cool band of characters that are a little overused nowadays, but still very interesting around this time. And it goes over Batman struggling over a mystery, yet every day, or every night, I should say, he finds something new. And it just kind of keeps you going. I reread Court of Owls recently, and it still holds up. Like, it's really good. It's a great story. And it is considered one of the all-time greats if you're looking at, like, 
top 10 Batman stories ever. I bet Court of Owls will be on most of the lists you look at. So highly recommend that. I mean, I mean, I mean, I would probably say it's the uh, best like story of the 2010s when it comes to Batman. Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, um, you know, I think it's a good uh, jumping off place. And it's a story that's, you know, uh, interesting for new readers to read. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of those, um, if you already have a little bit of an introduction to Batman, you just want to read some cool stories. Uh, Nightfall is a great saga um there's so many books that come with it uh it's actually easy to read in trade because for the 30th anniversary they did a bunch of trades so uh you could just follow uh batman prelude to nightfall and make your way all the way up to uh batman legacy um you get to see when batman got his back broken by bane you get to see gene paul valley take over the bat you get to see dick grayson suit up as batman for a little bit and it's a cool uh bat family story <laughs> and yeah, the first the first appearance of Bane, which is cool. So, highly recommend that. Um, outside of that, like little you know one off stories, I think Batman Black Mirror is a lot of fun. I was about to That's say that. A, yeah, another one by Scott Snyder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good story um, if you do enjoy the Dick Grayson as Batman. Uh, Dick Grayson is Batman in this case, and it, it is an interesting story going over uh, Jim Gordon's son, who is a bit of a psychopath in a way. So yeah, a, a bit might be an understatement. <laughs> yeah, you get uh you get Tim Drake as the Robin here and Dick Grayson as Batman, which is a duo that we don't see that often due to Damien kind of taking Tim's place quite quickly after this, but it is nice while it lasted. So yeah, um and yeah, if you're also interested in the Dick Grayson Batman era, uh Grant Morrison's Batman and Robin is really good. Um mm-hmm. with with uh dick and damien is cool also grant morrison's batman run when bruce actually does return um is a cool story uh it's really short but it's cool you get the batman incorporated era uh not my favorite era but i think it's pretty fun a little confusing at times but yeah still decent well it's great it's grant morrison it's got to be a little confusing mm-hmm. uh <laughs> um, detective so, so comics rebirth for batman i would say detective comics rebirth for my last little pitch if you like bat family members especially underrated bat family members like Ones you don't see often, Cassandra Kane, Stephanie Brown, Tim Drake, uh, Kit Kane. You get like a whole team up there and uh, or Detective Comics Rebirth, which is really good. It's really well written. So, yeah. yeah. That's it for Batman. How about Superman? Superman. So, um, if it had to go to an ongoing run, honestly, my pick is Superman Rebirth. Uh, I too. think Tomasi and Gleason's run is very new reader friendly. Um, they pretty much explain in, in book one, and you can even read... Uh, the Clark and Lois miniseries on the road to rebirth. If you want to understand like where the Superman comes from, but he's from a different universe and it sounds confusing, but it's really not when they explain it. Um, but it's great to see Superman as a father. I think that's a great, uh, you know, it's six trades. I believe it's just fun to read through. Uh, it's 45 issues total. So it's, it's a lot of fun. I think you get a lot of good Superman stories there. The art's very nice. And, uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite actual Superman run. Um, as for like individual stories, I mean, obviously, I have to say All Star and Secret Identity; those are both Elseworld stories, but they're some of the best Superman stories of all time. Yeah, I know. I agree that that as well. Or even if you're looking for just kind of simple stories that you you want to kind of see what Superman's all about, you don't really want an ongoing or anything. Uh, Superman for All Seasons is kind of like a kind of an origin story. Like it takes place when he was first becoming Superman, when he first kind of reveals his powers to the world, and just people's reactions to that throughout the entire world you get to see a lot of lex luther like early day lex when he had hair a lot of lois a lot of lana lane uh you get a lot of mom pa kent moments and it's just like a feel-good story of clark kent deciding that he's ready to move on from smallville and become a hero to become superman 
I, I, I didn't know you i didn't know you uh read that one that's that's one that i, I actually did. sent to hunter yes uh, you cool. did You're... send it to me i actually read it on a plane <laughs> so oh nice yeah no it, it's a really nice story I, you did send it to me a while ago but it it is a feel-good story and it kind of just makes you happy to read so. yeah i mean yeah if you go back to the uh you know the Loeb and sale don't make a bad book it's it's a fun story yeah, it's, it's the same it takes place duo. pretty much right after john burns man of steel that's why lex has hair uh but yeah it's a it's an interesting story and it actually one of the stories where i start to prefer clark with lana almost more than uh clark and lois in that story which is like a rarity yeah lana is really like she's just like the girl next door she's a nice woman in here and well lois She's not trying to be with Clark. She's more trying to just work on finding out who Superman is. I mean, she's trying to get the top page and all that. While Lana yeah. is the right one for Clark in this case. So, no, I yeah. agree there. I agree there as well. Uh, another good yeah, Superman another story, good story, I would say, is uh, the Brainiac story by Gary Frank and Jeff Johns, which you also said. Yeah, Je- <laughs> Je- Jeff Johns short action comics run. Uh, yeah, Superman Brainiac is the main story from that. Uh, yeah, that, that's a fun one. It's a really short one, but Gary Frank's art is amazing. Um and yeah, the Brainiac story is really cool. Um, it's it's interesting that time period because that's when uh, Pa Kent dies, which is you know definitely was a big thing when Jeff did that. Um, but yeah, that, that's a that, that's a really good story. That's a really good trade to have, and it's actually not that hard to find. Um, mm-hmm. At least again, I, I'm I'm talking about American Amazon. Pretty much any trade is not too hard to find. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess moving on to uh, the, your least favorite character, The Flash. The Flash, yes. The Flash, it's tough to, for me to think of recommendations. Um, oh, the, the Flash is the easiest one to me to get into because Mark Wade's book one literally starts with Wally West's origin, Born to Run. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a really good story. It's a good introduction. It's Wally West's year one. And then from there, you get to see Return of Barry Allen, which is considered by some to be the greatest Flash story of all time. And you could really just follow the Mark Wade trades all the way through book six. And then you get Grant Morrison's Flash. And then after that, Mark Wade returns back to the book, which Mark Wade Flash book seven is going to be coming out soon, but it's not out yet. And then after that, uh, there's one more book that hopefully they're going to do, Mark Wade Flash book eight, which hasn't been announced yet, but I'm hoping they are. And then Jeff John's Flash starts with Wonder- Wonderland and builds its way up to Rogue War, uh, books one through five. It's a ton. Of, it's really easy to get into. If you're more interested in Barry, um, New 52, I think, is a good jumping on point. Francis Manupol's run, I think, is very enjoyable. Um, it's very it's enjoyable. the first four or five volumes of the new 52 trades i believe i have them so i should know this i think it's five it actually um, this is the my first flash run ever believe it or not so oh, okay. it's what got me into the character i mean i got into comics in 2011 so this was like a yeah. new jumping on point and it was advertised as like if you're not into comics this is your chance so i was like oh okay this is my chance so it was yeah. my first flash run and i really did enjoy it it's not my favorite but it's great jumping on point Sure. Yeah, yeah, and um, if you actually just want to read Rebirth, I think it might not be the most new reader friendly, but I think that you know if you can kind of read a Wikipedia page and kind of understand, okay, this is Barry Allen, okay, this is Wally West, got it. Read DC Rebirth number one, got it, and then you like jump into Flash Rebirth. Um, I think the first few stories that Williamson has are not the best, but he eventually gets better. He gets and, really good yeah. eventually. I would say about 40, 44, 43 issues in yeah per- perfect like, perfect storm i think it starts in 39 so 39 so when perfect storm begins then you just like okay get hyped it's gonna get really good up until the one captain cold dark and then it's gonna get really good again <laughs> so like, <laughs> pretty much yeah he, he writes a good berry right now so 
Yeah. So yeah, the the flash is really easy to get into, and if you need help uh, understanding the trades, like how they break down, feel free to DM me. I'm I've answered this DM a lot of like, hey, I want to read Flash. What do I do? And I'm more than happy to answer it uh, because I love when people read. Like I mentioned earlier in the in the episode, I love when people uh, say, hey, I want to read Flash because of you. Like that's very cool to me. So yeah. All right, um, Wonder Woman. Any Wonder Woman recommendations? Not a character you have. I'm the most familiar with. Um, other than I've read Rebirth, which is pretty much the only run that I've really read of hers. So this one, I'm very open to people recommending me stuff. Um, it's not the character that I've been the most interested in. Um, I know some of the George Pettis work in the '80s and some of the William Messner Loeb's work in the late '80s is or probably <laughs> early '90s is uh, liked, but uh, I just haven't really read enough of it. So I'm open to suggestions. Yeah, if you have suggestions, this is a hero story. I do actually recommend the first 25 issues of Wonder Woman Rebirth. I think it's really well done. It goes over uh, a fight with Ares. There's a Cheetah storyline. There's one going over her twin brother, Jason. And it's interesting. I do enjoy the first little bit. It does kind of... The writer and author both change here and there. So it does get a little strange. And then a little mm-hmm. not as good. But the start, yeah. for sure, I do recommend. And a Wonder Woman story I would also recommend is Dark Side War, which is narrated by Wonder Woman. She is the main character of yeah. the story. It is a Justice League story. Uh, it is my favorite comic book of all time. But the whole story is narrated by Wonder Woman. So at the beginning of each issue and at the end of each issue, it shows us what Diana is thinking at the time. And I recommend it over anything. It is such a good comic if you like events so it is like a very world ending threat but it's a well executed one unlike some other things <clears throat> metal so uh <laughs> green lantern what do we recommend for green lantern okay so green lantern is another one that's extremely easy to get into because mm-hmm. you could jump on on so many different runs uh like how hunter talked about how daredevil is the most consistent marvel character green lantern is probably other than the current run the most consistent dc character i would say um, yeah green lantern place- or aquaman while Kyle Rayner's run is my favorite run, unfortunately, they only produce two trades of that, so it's a little hard to get into. Um, I would recommend reading Jeff Johns' Green Lantern. Uh, it starts in 2005 with Green Lantern Rebirth, and from there, it breaks into the Green Lantern series. And there's also the Green Lantern Corp series, which doesn't focus as much on Hal. It focuses on Kyle and Guy and John. It's fun. Um, it's also written by Tomasi and Gleason, which is you know a great team up there. Uh, mm-hmm. But Jeff's Green Lantern goes from 2005 to basically towards the New 52. Uh, you get some great stories like Sinestro Corp Wars. You get Blackest Night in 2009. There's a lot of great stories there. Um, it, it's basically rebuilding who Hal is. Um, it's one of the greatest comic runs of all time, I would say. I mean, it's just you know amazing what Jeff was able to do with that lore of Green Lantern. He did save and I think it's Green Lantern. Very accessible. <laughs> He saved Hal Jordan because before this, Hal Jordan, he went kind of crazy in the 90s and became Parallax and a villain and killed people along from killing himself. So he ends up dying, but then he comes back, blah, blah, blah. And Jeff Jones was able to make it so he wasn't doing that on purpose. It was actually he was possessed, being like, oh, okay, so it's okay. All those people that died, and it's okay. It's not your fault. So a little, <laughs> a little weird. Everyone kind of just turned their heads from that. But it did make Hal the good guy again and brought him back and created some fantastic stories. So, yeah, I do recommend jeff john's run as well or uh robert venditti's run on how how Jordan the green lantern course which came out starting in 2016 and it's a fairly short run it's only 50 issues unfortunately but it's really good if you like powerful stories because the green lanterns are supercharged here uh there's a scene where how makes his very own ring out of his own willpower and a few issues later kyle rayner puts it on and becomes like so powerful from it so if you like 
Dragon Ball Z, read this. <laughs> I would say that. It's a very yeah, powerhouse it, story. Yeah, and Green Lantern Trade, uh, they've released two books so far of Jeff Johns by Green uh, Green Lantern by Jeff Johns, and they're releasing a third soon. Um, but if you like omnibuses, actually, there's three omnibuses that cover Jeff Johns' entire run on Green Lantern. So uh, those are kind of accessible. I'm not an omnibus guy myself, but if you are into that, they're not too hard to get. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, Justice League. People that just want all the big heroes. What do you recommend? I would say Justice League New 52 for sure. Uh, it's what got me. It was my first Justice League run as well. It's just nice. It's Jeff Johns, right? It's pretty much the whole thing. Uh, Jim Lee's on art, Ivan Rees, Jason Faba, Francis Manupol. So you got fantastic artists all jumping onto this book that was basically the main comic for New 52. If something was happening in Justice League, it would be mentioned in like three other books. So yeah. it's like one of the biggest comics. You get stories like Throne of Atlantis, Dark Side War. Uh, you get basically a coronavirus story in a way <laughs> before Dark Side War. Uh, you get Justice League Origin. You get such good books so yeah 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 there's, there's a lot of uh great stories new 52 is definitely accessible the trades are very easy to get um, i think there's seven and for justice league yeah there might, be, I, might be there eight. might be more i think eight i know dark side uh, wars two trades but yeah, yeah. um but yeah the, that that runs very accessible that's the one i would recommend i would also recommend uh jla 97 yeah, uh, essentially that. you have to get Justice League of Midsummer's Nightmare, and that's what kicks off the JLA. So uh, that's written by Mark Wade, and then you go to JLA, which is written by Grant Morrison. And uh, if you read Grant Morrison's run, you can get it in four trades, which are also very accessible, JLA Volume 1 through 4. Mm -hmm. uh, that's, that's a great run. Uh, you get a lot of very metal stories before they were metal. They were just cool because they were 90s. Uh, but it's a great <laughs> team. You got Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern, Wally West, Flash. Uh, 90s Superman, which had the red and blue Superman for a little bit. It's mm -hmm. it's very 90s, but it's uh, also very cool. It's nice. So, uh, it's my favorite Justice League run, so I would recommend that for sure. I would also, I don't know if you might be into this, but I would also recommend Scott Snyder's Justice League run. I think oh, that... I, I would I would recommend it. I mean, before okay, yeah. uh, the final act, I loved it. Okay, so... yeah. So this is a comic where Martian Manhunter leads the team. Uh, you could, it's all about the Legion of Doom. Like the entire run is Legion of Doom. It's about 39 issues i believe but up until the final arc it's really good the final arc is a little messy it's just all over the place but it is really good for the whole thing scott snyder described it as like a, a tv show where there's like certain seasons here and there and kind of like what grand morrison's doing with green lantern but a bit better executed not as confusing until the end mm -hmm. but it has fantastic stories you get one story called the sixth dimension which is honestly one of my favorite justice league stories in general it's only three issues but it's really good the whole way through and so interesting and i wish we got more of some of the characters like the sixth dimension flash i thought he was so interesting yeah, for but sure yeah. yeah those are some dc titles that we recommend now a little quickly through over to the marvel side if you're more of a marvel person uh, welcome to 50 minutes and 25 seconds where we will recommend spider-man comics uh what do you recommend spider-man besides spider-man blue because we... well Sp spider-man blue i think is a good one to read just because i think it's uh definitely uh, you know just very important to peter's character mm -hmm. um i also recommend craven's last hunt uh it's a great story uh it's very interesting and uh the last one that i'm going to recommend which might seem a little weird is stan lee's run uh first with Steve Ditko, and then eventually with John Romita Sr. So uh, despite being call. from the 60s and having an explanation point after every single sentence, <laughs> it actually has some great stories. Um, you know, the the uh, story where Peter gets trapped underneath the metal and he has to keep lifting it up 
um, that that entire story theme is just so interesting. If this be my destiny, so uh, stories like that were great ones that are told. Uh, Spider Man No More. So honestly, and they have them in the Marvel Epic collections. I highly recommend those. Even despite being dated, they have great story themes. Okay, um, I would recommend those as well, especially Craven's Last Hunt. I haven't actually read Stanley's run, but I want to now. <laughs> I've always kind of Mar- if you can ever find the Marvel Epic collections, they can be a little tough for Spider Man, but if you could find them, they're good. Okay, yeah, I'll have to keep my eye out for that. I would also, if you like Craven's Last Hunt, it kind of got a sequel called The Hunted, Spider-Man The Hunted. It, it's fairly recent. It came out last year, but it is really good. It's about uh, all Spider-Man characters, or basically all villains with an animal in the name. Uh, Rhino, the lizard, Vulture. They're all kind of mm-hmm. stuck in uh, Times Square in New York. I think it's called Times Square. No, Central Park, sorry. Ten- the- I don't know New York, apparently. I mean, I've never been there, so... <laughs> I was about Park, to say, I, I, don't, I don't remember them being in Times Square. <laughs> yeah, they're in Central Park. This huge dome is over, like the Hunger Games, and they have these drones coming that are hunting them down, like, as if it's a game. Spider-Man, being called Spider-Man, is also trapped here, so he they kind of he kind of has to work together with other characters with animals in their name, and they all have to be on the run. Kraven is the mastermind behind this controlling it all, and it's really cool. It's a cool concept, for sure. I'd also recommend Ultimate Spider-Man by Brian Michael Bendis, which is kind of like a different take on Spider-Man. Not too different. It's pretty similar. It's just what if Spider-Man uh, identity was real to the world, or what if he died, or what if uh, Aunt May found out his identity. It's very... I feel like the MCU is really inspired by this run. Not too mm. much, but Nick Fury plays a huge role throughout the entire run, kind of like talking to Peter, being like, we keep you safe, just uh, do these things. And Peter's like, I kind of want to do my own thing. It's really cool. I really like the Venom arc. It's also the story that introduced Miles Morales for the first time. And it's cool how they introduce him and you know him for like a few years before he gets bit by the spider. So you kind of get mm-hmm. to know him as not just, uh, oh, I'm some guy that got bit by the spider. He is Peter Parker's friend who gets bit. So it's cool in that way. Gwen Stacy, she doesn't die right away. So like she's one of the most important characters throughout the entire book, despite Peter mostly being with MJ. So I highly recommend yeah. it for new readers for sure. Ultimate Spider-Man. It's fantastic. Um, yeah. Captain America. Uh, so Captain America White by uh, by Loeb and Sale is a good okay. one. Uh, it's a <laughs> World War II story. Um, like I said, Loeb and Sale can't go wrong. Um, for runs, Ed Brubaker's run is probably the best Captain America run of all time. That's where you get the Winter Soldier story. Uh, the MCU Captain America was heavily inspired by this. Um, you get Cap returning to the modern age and all that. It's a great, it's a great run. Unfortunately, it's not the most published in trade. So they have some of the big stories like Winter Soldier and Man at a Time and Death of Captain America and all that. They don't have the entire run like how they have the Mark Wade Flash run, for example. So um, I hope that at some point they decide, hey, let's do Ed Brubaker, Captain America, book one, two, three, and do the whole run because it's a great run. Uh, but yeah, definitely recommend books like Winter Soldier and uh, Man at a Time and all that. You get some good stories. Yeah, exactly. I would also recommend the Winter Soldier one. I haven't read White, but it's on my list, so I'm going to be looking for that. Um, that this is These are one of those characters where message a hero story and let us know some Captain America recommendations, because I don't know that many. I do recommend the uh, not the current run, but the start of the current run. There is a story mm-hmm. called The Legend of Steve, which I think is really well written. It's about Captain America and be on the run from the police. Kind of Winter Soldier-y. But it's really well done. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. Um, I would also recommend Civil War, the first one. I think Civil War is actually a good comic, and I think it's a good Captain Ooh. America comic. I know, <laughs> I, <don't>. I know, <laughs> people don't like it, but I think that it is a good story. 
Not Civil War II, yeah. the first one. I think it has yeah. cool character moments with Punisher, Spider-Man, Captain America, and Daredevil. I think those are the four kind of stars of the whole comic. I don't like it because of Tony Stark. I think he's terribly written in it, but I do like it for the other characters. So if you don't like Iron Man, but you love Captain America, this is your book. So... Yeah. yeah. Um, if if you, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, uh, Comic Nation seventeen seventy six. He's a huge dude. Captain America fan, probably the biggest Captain America fan I know. He did a uh, cap like reading order of like the modern age, so uh, it's a good post. It's very detailed on like which runs, and he talks about the greatness of Brubaker's run. So uh, definitely check out that post if you want to know more, like where to read Captain America. Yeah, because we are still, I guess, getting into Captain America. He has a new run starting pretty quick, which I will be reading. Will you be reading it? Is it also by Tanahisi Coates? I actually don't know who it is, but I just know if, if, it, if it's if it's one. by Coates again, probably will not be reading. If it's not by Coates, probably will be reading. I think it's a new writer, but I could be wrong about that. So <clears throat> I don't know. There you go. Uh, the mighty Thor. Well, not the mighty, just Thor in general. <laughs> yes. Thor. Uh, well, Thor, I'm going to hand over to you because yes. uh, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say, but I don't have yep. any recommendations for Thor. Thor, God of Thunder by Jason Aaron. Started in 2011 or 2012. I can't really quite remember. But Thor, God of Thunder by Jason Aaron is fantastic. Uh, Jason Aaron's been writing Thor from 2011 till now, pretty much. He just ended his run in January So with King Thor. So the reading order for this, if you want a great Thor run, well, hit or miss here and there, but the beginning's fantastic, is you got Thor, God of Thunder, which you can get in one little collection over four trades. Then Mighty Thor, which I believe is six trades. And then mm-hmm. uh, Unworthy Thor, and then just Thor, and then King Thor. So it's a few different titles, but they all connect together. They all go one after the other. Uh, God of Thunder is my favorite. It's the first one. It is fantastic. you got four volumes that are all super unique from each other. Art is incredible. I hi- I think the first two volumes, which is the two stories called The God Butcher and The God Bomb, are some of the best comics in Marvel, in my opinion. Like These mm-hmm. are the best com- Marvel comics I've read if you like powerful characters like Green Lantern, these are this is Marvel's answer to powerhouses. I actually I started this when I was in Vancouver about two years ago, and I was at a comic store there, and I went to a shop, and I was just like, I talked to the shop owner there because he's like, hey, can I help you find anything? I'm like, well, I'm just looking for something new. I'm trying to get into Marvel. I'm more of a DC guy. I like powerful characters, but I also like street level. And he's like, well, if you like powerful characters. When Batman New 52 was coming out and it was the best comic on shelves, this was Marvel's answer. This is Thor God of Thunder. So, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> it kind of goes yeah. over the origin of Thor along with uh, future Thor and present Thor. And there's a lot of time travel involved, but not confusing time travel. Like, it makes sense as far mm-hmm. as time travel physics go. But it's, it's Gore is such an interesting villain. And he's rumored to be the villain of Thor Love and Thunder too. So, Gore is his, he's a villain that Thor is actually afraid of. Like, he will fight mm-hmm. Loki, he will fight all these villains any day, but he fears Gore the God Butcher. So, yeah, really good story. Highly recommend that. As well as the early yeah. 2000s story, I hear that's really good, too. I haven't personally read it, but I hear it's really good leading up to Yeah, J- J- JMS's Thor is uh, pretty widely loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Iron Man. Iron Man is another one that I, uh, I've i read Demon in the Bottle, which is a little dated, but it's pretty interesting. Uh, but other than that, I haven't really read much Iron Man, so I'm open to recommendations from followers. I'm the same thing. Sorry, I have not read Iron Man at all. <laughs> I like the character. I like him in Avengers, like the Avengers comic I've read, but I've never read like a solo Iron Man story, actually, or at least one that I could recommend. I've read kind of okay ones before. So yeah, recommend some Iron Man comics. Uh, Daredevil. 
Daredevil, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast, there's really nowhere to go wrong with this guy. Um, I think the best place to start would either be Daredevil Yellow, which is by Loeb and Sale, or uh, Frank Miller's run, which is uh, start with Born to Run, uh, Born to Run, Born Again, and then uh, from there you could just keep going through Miller's run, and then you can make your way to Kevin Smith, and then Bendis and Brubaker, and all. No matter where you start, you're good, pretty much. Um, you can also you wanna... start with the current run. Chip Zarsky's yeah. run is in a few trades. I think it's in two or three trades now. Very fun to read. Uh, very bingeable, especially those early issues. So. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, yeah. Even then, if you want to like read just the arc before, there's like a four or five issue mini arc before called the Death of Daredevil. Uh, it takes place right before Zadarcy's run. Kind of just sets it up briefly. You don't need to read it, but it is interesting if you have read it before. And yeah, it just leads straight into Zadarsky's incredible run so far. It's only about 20 issues in so far, so really good. Yeah. Avengers. Assemble. Avengers. Um, Avengers is another one that I don't really have the most recommendations for because I haven't really read enough of Avengers. I know everyone loves Bendis' new Avengers run, so... Um, I, I think I have to read that at some point. Uh, and I like the Jason Aaron uh, Avengers, at least early on, before I ended up dropping it. Uh, first 10 issues were pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's good, but I dropped it, but it's good. <laughs> the first 10 I mean, issues were good, at least. The first few arcs are really good. Yeah, I like the uh, the King of Atlantis arc. I like the first few. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe more than 10 issues. I probably read like 20 issues of that. Yeah, and they were coming up quite often. I do like the, it does have issues here and there where the Avengers just kind of relax and be themselves. And I like those issues. Uh, Black Panther's yeah. the leader of this current Avengers run, which is really cool. And Moon Knight is joining the team uh, once comics come back on stands. So, yeah, I do recommend it as well. Other than that, I'm not too big on Avengers, uh, but I do want to get more into them. So recommend some Avengers comics on Hero Story yeah. Instagram. And maybe last one, X-Men. Do you have anything? Uh, X-Men, the Chris Claremont run, you can't go wrong. Uh, it's there, There's so much to cover there. Um but uh, Days of Future Past is a great story. The Dark Phoenix Saga is a great story. There's there's just so much to read there. So uh, I would definitely go through Claremont's run. And um, actually, Comic Boy on Instagram has uh, put out a lot of good recommendations. Oh, yes. yes. For, he's a huge uh, X-Men. X-Men so he's probably I, the one consulted with. I would even recommend the current run by Hickman. It's a little confusing if you're not too big into X-Men, but if you just want a simple, really good X-Men story, not necessarily simple, but a really good modern story, uh, House and Power mm-hmm. of X by Hickman is really well done. It just came out last year, and it's considered one of the best comics of last year, too, if Doomsday Clock didn't exist. So, mm-hmm. yeah, those are our recommendations for popular characters and teams. Thank you for joining us. Maybe we'll continue this list on another episode with other characters like Teen Titans and Cyborg and so on. But yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Now, I guess we'll answer a few questions from our fans. First off, I have a question for you, JD. Okay. Um, Ezra Miller, what do you think? <laughs> Yeah. So the uh, yes, the elephant in the room, uh, Ezra Miller. If you have not seen the video, uh, choked a fan in a confusing video. Um, mm-hmm. So my my take on this is that he's clearly drunk. Apparently, it happened outside of a bar. So you he sounds fight drunk about in the voice. it. Yeah, yeah. He, a fan challenged him to a fight, and he Maybe. took it a little too far and started choking her and putting her on the ground, even though. He didn't like force her on the ground like really hard. She still ended up on the ground, and the guy recording was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, bro!" Like, so not a good look. Uh, regardless of what it is, um, I'm shocked actually that we haven't gotten a statement from his people yet. I know he's not on social media, but like something like this is you know you're just letting this simmer at this point. Uh, not a good look though, and who knows what Warner Brothers is gonna do with uh, the Flash movie? Could just be another reason to push it back. Could be. So, <laughs> I mean, Warner Bros. loves doing that, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. 
Uh, we asked our Instagram accounts as well as the Hero Story account for us for you guys to send us some questions like an hour ago. So now we're just going to see what we got and answer a few of them on here real quick. So what do you got? All right, good one to start us off here. Uh, and this was our, from, our, from our friend Comic Savior, Caleb, who's been on the show before. And he said, mm -hmm. uh, should companies do more imprints like Vertigo or Young Animal in Wonder Comics? And I say 100% yes. Uh, something that I talked about actually on a post not too long ago is that DC should do a legacy imprint. Yes. Uh, it, it, it's clear that DC legacy is not at the most forefront as it should be. And I think that the best way to be able to do it would be in kind of like a separate universe. Mm -hmm. Similar to how Marvel has the ultimate universe, they could do a legacy universe. And it could start with something simple. Like, I'm I'm not overly familiar with the ultimate universe, but didn't it just start with, like, a few runs? Yeah, barely any. So you could start, in, in my opinion, with Dick's team and Tim's team, right? You got Dick leading the Titans and uh, Tim leading Teen the Titans. Uh, Teen Titans or Young, or Young Justice, Just, whichever yeah. one you want, right? And from there, you can kind of branch out. And I would have it that the older heroes are all retiring. I want them to age kind of normally, kind of like in a Spider-Man life story type sense. Okay. Yeah, where time, time is kind of real. And I would want the Titans to eventually become the Justice League and Tim's team to, final, to become the uh, Titans and then eventually move their way up and become the Justice League. And, have their you own know, you could have Wally having a run. You could have Bart having a run. Tim has a run. Dick has a run. You know, different characters, legacy characters. Donna Troy has a run. You know, if it were to be popular enough, I, I think DC Legacy would be something that's fresh, something that a lot of younger fans would really enjoy. And I think that people could really grow with how, like how they grew with Ultimate. I like your take on time there. That time's actually happening. It would be interesting if time was actually happening in the story where, say, Dick Grayson's 25. Next year, he's 26. Next year, 27. No matter what's happening in the story, he's aging. And every year, there's like yeah. a, maybe a birthday issue. And eventually he gets to a point where the writers say like okay we need to if we want to marry we gotta go now if we want to have a kid we gotta go now like we gotta get uh one yeah of these, exactly what is love interest maybe he has a kid eventually or gets pregnant and you gotta gotta go with that i like that idea i also can imagine that starting off kind of like the opposite of the very first episode of young justice the animated series where um everyone's excited for the big day but instead of the big day it's a uh, I guess superheroes retire. <laughs> well, well, I, yeah, I could, I could picture them doing it over like a entire issue, kind of like with like a narration of like the first superhero hero to retire was somebody, and then from there it was kind of like a domino effect. Mm -hmm. The bat, the Batman could no longer, uh, you know, like kind of like how uh, the Batman Beyond animated series has Bruce like struggling to be Batman because yeah. he's getting so old, something like that. Whether Bruce has a heart condition or Superman's ready to retire into the sun, something like that, you know. Mm -hmm. and, maybe and, and, have... and, I'm, and I'm very open like the heroes don't have to die I think they could retire I think that would be really cool and kind of like yeah kind of like the anime series even they could come back here and there just as like instead of Bruce Wayne as Batman coming back mm -hmm. he comes back as Oracle maybe in this case or maybe mm -hmm. uh, Cyborg depending on what they do whether they're doing like pre-flashpoint or post-flashpoint storyline they could have like maybe if he was on the Justice League before he's still kind of young and he kind of gives the tour to the Titans becoming the Justice League of the Watchtower the Hall of Justice being like this is where Batman sit. This is where you're going to sit kind of thing. Yeah. Being like the old yeah, yeah, ex exactly. I, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think there's a lot to do there and I, I think it would be really cool. I think it would be really fun, really fresh. So, so that's what I would want uh, a DC legacy imprint. But yeah, I, I think imprints can be really cool. Um, I think wonder comics hasn't been the best so far, even though, I mean, I haven't read Naomi, so I guess I can't really judge, but just from young justice, like 
I feel like they're not really doing enough with the different imprint. But yeah, I think a legacy imprint could really help uh, light a new fire at DC. Okay. I am on a Hero Story Instagram right now, and we got two questions that we can't combine into one, kind of briefly, so be careful what you say. Uh, Max.Aroyo asks, when is your first comic? And Tabirone asks, what are your ideas for comics right now? So I feel like we can't combine that, but carefully. (laughs) Yeah, so so as for the first comic, um, I did a script and i did a second version of that script and today i actually just did kind of like a third version of that script um the thing about script writing is that i think you know there's constant room for improvement and Mm -hmm. uh you know i'm i'm given that i'm new to it you know i want to keep rewriting and making it better um so the time isn't really more for the script it's more for the art for me to write a script can take you know an hour for hunter to draw that script could take a lot longer and you. (laughs) you know i respect that it will take longer because Man, art looks tough. <laughs> I definitely I'm, couldn't do it. I, I'm taking my time. I, I couldn't too. <laughs> I mean, it's easier when you're sitting there talking about it compared to actually doing it. Like yesterday, I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'll get the page first page done tomorrow." Sorry, JD, it's not gonna be done today. <laughs> it's that's be done that's that's week. more than okay. Um, what you sent me earlier was really cool. Uh, working on some concept stuff and working mm-hmm. on the panel layout is really cool. So um, it's it's getting there. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we've had a lot of time, luckily, since we're in isolation. So while I'm here, I want to work on more scripts for future stories uh, while Hunter's doing the art for this. But we're hoping sooner rather than later. I mean, I, I'm not going to give a date because I don't want to be looking back at that date and be like, oopsie. But... I'll give a date before 2021. I'll even say before okay. winter, maybe. I'll okay. Say, yeah, I'll say it'll be done in the summertime, especially if we're in isolation okay. right now. I mean, I'm not doing much besides playing Animal Crossing 35 hours a day, but... I'm, I could draw. Like I've already started the first issue, and like we said, it was going to be nine pages, so fairly short, and the first page should be done soon. I am the colorist and the uh, the artist here, so it is taking a bit of time. It's not like Stride, where I was just an artist for a few pages, and someone else was doing the color, so it is going to take a lot more time, but we plan on cranking these out. We have a few different ideas for stories, so they, they will be coming sooner than you think unless you think it's coming this month then for way further away <laughs> but yeah like jd yeah. said even when he's writing on the side he's doing other stuff too like he's looking up he's the one looking up how to publish this to like comicsology for example so it's not just yeah. like we're both really busy with the hero story and turning it not into a podcast but a company in general so as far as ideas go we can't really reveal that yet but we will say it is a superhero comic obviously (laughs) yeah yeah it's a a superhero comic it's like a little bit of a different take on a superhero which i know is kind of like a generic statement but uh you know i think i think it's a pretty interesting idea i mean obviously i came up with it so i would hope it's interesting yeah (laughs) but uh i i ran it by hunter who thought you know it works i ran it by a friend of mine last night actually while i was on the phone and at first he wasn't sold on it but then i kind of explained it to him and uh showed him some stuff he's like oh okay that actually can be interesting so um you know it's it's something that i hope works and yeah yeah i mean we're still working like we designed a suit uh we design characters uh the, so the, the idea came it. from me being bored in class so yeah <laughs> you know it's something a little, little inspiration like too. that yeah so that's what you do i mean you can find inspiration from anywhere he found inspiration from his class uh i found inspiration from reading nightwing of all things as far as like maybe a suit layout goes yeah it's not like nightwing suit but that was i feel like it's the most inspiration i had when designing it it's a lot more unique like it is an original idea in the end but yeah 
close to a Nightwing-ish kind of style. But yeah, we're, yeah. we're looking forward to it. Next is actually not a question, but uh, uh, Hunty Bear said that he, uh, not a question, but he finished Mr. Miracle, uh, and we were right that it's so good. So glad somebody uh, read Mr. Miracle from listening to the podcast. That's really yeah. cool. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's cool. Um, as for a question coming up, uh, Crazy Diamond 72113 says, uh, what do you and Hunter have against metal? Like a two to three <laughs> point list of reasons why. Um, I don't know if I exactly have like bulleted point reasons of uh, why I don't like metal. I'm sure you to to me, out. actually, metal is a decent concept. It's a little, you know, metal. It's a, it's a little, you know, overboard. It's just not my type of comic. It's a little overdone to me. Like the, I don't know, the evil Batman that are other kind of superheroes to me isn't just the most interesting idea. And I just feel like it got really carried away with the tie-ins. So that, yeah, that's where it kind that. of lost me. And just the concept of like metal two of like Superman with the gigantic arm and looking like that wonder woman with the chainsaw of truth. Like that's just not something that interests me. It just seems a little over the top at times. Like I, I agree fully with JD here and I believe, I believe he agrees with me too. Uh, it is over the top. I know sometimes it's good in that way. Like there's a reference to Aquaman. So can, for example, but it just kind of feels like, odd at times like there's not as many consequences to it like a mountain grew in gotham city and a jokerized batman came out with a baby dark side and started murdering people like it's a little weird at times i mean yeah it's just i don't we're not the biggest fans of it and also again with the tie-ins so metal is actually just six issues but with all the tie-ins it's almost 30 issues and scott snyder says like oh you don't need to read the tie-ins they're just for fun you kind of do at times because between issues, I think four and five of metal, it does go over the Justice League tie-ins where the Justice League lost doing one-on-ones with these Batmans. And even then, like the Green Lantern versus uh, Green Lantern Batman fight, Green Lantern won, but the next issue shows him knocked out. So there are a few continuity issues. I know other writers had an involvement here. It's the same idea with like Tom King's Batcat wedding where the tie-ins didn't really go with the main story. So it's... Mm-hmm. It can be confusing there. There are good consequences in the end, like Sideways has flashbacks to being in Gotham when the mountain grew. Sideways is a superhero, for those who don't know, who was in Gotham when Metal happened as a regular kid, and he is kind of scarred from that. Like, he he's terrified of it. So I like that idea, but I don't know, Evil Batman's attacking the Justice League, and it's just kind of like too focused on the bat, especially that it all pretty much takes place in Gotham City. Not a big fan. I like concepts of it. Like you said, I do like concept. I like the Green Arrow, Nightwing, Carly, and Damien teaming up. I did like that team up. But besides mm-hmm. that, eh. eh. Yeah, that, that, that's how I feel as well. It's, yeah. you know, it's it's okay. Yeah. Um, I got a question from PsychFan1213. What is your favorite Spider-Man suit? So I guess any suit uh, goes. Live action or in comics? I will say anything. Like, okay, uh, if we're talking live action, as much as I love the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man suit, I think Andrew Garfield's Amazing Spider-Man 2 suit is pretty much what perfection. the comic is, yeah. which is really cool. Besides um, the back piece, yeah, it is pretty much comic accurate. Big white eyes, you got the kind of webbing kind of popping out a little bit. Oh, I love it. It's my favorite too for live action. It's a, it's a great suit. Um, mm-hmm. As for comic suit, um, I don't, I'm just kind of just like a basic Spider-Man suit. I like the regular suit. Uh, the symbiote suit is cool, but... I don't know. Symbiote to me is just like such an overdone story that I'm kind of just like, eh. I mean, it's just a black suit. Pretty much. The, the, the Miles Morales uh, Spider-Man suit is cool. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I, I also like just the original suit. I also like the Future Foundation suit 
That's a uh, black. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I like the. It's so with. I like the aesthetic. It's so sleek. I also like the baghead Fantastic Four suit. I think it's funny and I like it. It, it works. <laughs> he puts paper bag yeah. over his head and wears a Fantastic Four suit. I like it. I use it a lot in Spider-Man PS4 actually. But also my most yeah. used suit in Spider-Man PS4 is actually just the original he has. Just the classic. I like it. Yeah. So yeah. Um, any other questions? No, that's all I got from uh, from my end. So uh, if you've got any other ones to go over. Um, as far as comic related ones, that's about it. I do have like, are you guys playing any video games right now since there's no new comics? Are you? I have not played video games in the longest time. I've been watching a lot of movies though. Okay, that's fair. I've been playing a lot of Animal Crossing, uh, a bit of Persona 5. I ordered Final Fantasy uh, 7 Remake online, but I think it's going to be a bit delayed. So, because Canada shipping's cool. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, that's it for the show. I mean... Again, no comics this week and no comics next week, too, as far as we know. So we are thinking about ideas here and we're still having fun with the podcast. The podcast will still be here during these tough times. So thanks for listening. Yeah, I mean, we, we might inevitably take a week off at some point just when there's just nothing to cover. But, yeah, we're going to try to keep pumping out fresh ideas. So thanks yeah, for sticking I mean, with us. The, these are comic books that we talk about. Would have been, They've been around since before our parents were born. So we're, we got a lot of conversations we could go, go over with all these heroes and stuff. So, yeah, thanks. Exactly. So, all right. Uh, if you're if you enjoyed this episode, we appreciate a five star review on iTunes or whatever you feel we're worth. I hope you think we're five stars. Uh, you can also <laughs> subscribe slash follow wherever you're listening. Uh, thank you for checking out the episode for Hero Story. I'm JD. I'm Hunter, and thanks for being a hero. And remember, every second is a gift. Goodbye.